Welcome to PEV Lane. The show all about PEVs. My name is Hanson. My name is Brett, also known as E-Rider A. Uh, today, again, we're going to have another hopefully informative video or podcast or show where people are going to use this in their purchases and what they purchase. So you've seen the title, you know what it's going to be about. But of course, uh, if there's anything else you want to add into it, no, no, that's good. Uh, this week, let's start off with just a little bit of news, which you have something to start with, with e-motorcycles. Yeah, so i just been noticing some new news around uh, NIU, or new. Oh, yes. Um, so they're a company from China who makes mopeds, electric scooters, uh, and both I guess e-bike mopeds as well as street legal motor motorized uh, mopeds that require a license, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're also now venturing into the electric motorcycle space, which completely surprised me when you told me this the other day. You're like, "Yeah, e-motorcycle," and I was like, "Hold on, new like the the shop where our friend Kalen works That's at." That's the like one. New. Uh, which and then you said that some of theirs actually already do require some of that licensing because they don't have the pedals and proper. Yeah, that's right. So you know. they have like their more powerful ones. I think their mid range is like forty five to fifty kilometers an hour, and you still need a license and registration for that in it, Toronto, Ontario. Because of the speed and because of the yeah, pedals. Because it's over thirty two and there's no pedals. Mm, yes, it classifies um, it as a bike. Yeah, so it's like a limited or speed electric motorcycle. Motorcycle. Sorry. Yep. And then they have their higher end ones that go 80, but then they've recently unveiled. They unveiled this actually earlier this year. They teased it in like a launch announcement, but they didn't give a date or anything. The RQI. So that's what they're calling the, the motorcycle, mm -hmm. the RQI. Uh, and it's full blown like street slash, I would say kind of like a dual sport motorcycle that you could ride on the street like a sport bike, but it's also got somewhat knobby tires so if you want it's like an adventure class you could take it off-roading on some like light gravel or okay something like that but it looks like a sport bike kind of thing yeah so there's like a category for that in regular motorcycles yeah. too right and yeah i i don't want to get it wrong but there's a model out there that i've seen that's kind of like that and i'm like oh that's kind of cool yeah there's a lot Hybrid of like of different sort. types of high exactly yeah. Uh, so they, uh, there's been some more videos coming out of actual people riding the bike in Europe. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like they're posed for like a actual finally launching the device. It was supposed to be here already, was my understanding. Of course. Yeah. But you know how things are going this year and last year with shipping delays and supply shortages of everything. So, mm -hmm. uh, but it's coming, and I've seen some new teasers, and it looks pretty sweet. And the price point that they talked about initially also looked pretty sweet as. If I recall correctly, it's going to be under 10,000 Canadian, which for like a full-blown motorcycle that can go highway speeds, 120 to 130, is going to be like the first one they release. Then they're going to come out with a faster one later on. Yeah, it's so definitely like, that higher end. It's good. Yeah, you can go on the highway, the freeway. One of their competitors would be zero motorcycles. Exactly. And so I wanted to touch on them as well briefly because they're also in the news. Oh, okay, so cool. So in the yeah. same veins of uh, electric motorcycles. So the new... And uh, RQI that's coming soon. Hopefully, we'll get more information in the coming weeks. But definitely, I think it's launching by the fall, like end of this year. Uh, and then Zero, they've been in the news for kind of some opposite negative attention. Um, oh, no. What now? One of my favorite YouTubers, Yami Noob, uh, who does motorcycle video content. Okay, yeah. Uh, recently did a video on the Zero SRF, which is like their fully-fledged sport bike. Uh, their top-of-the-line electric motorcycle, mm -hmm. if you will. And uh, it's kind of been getting a lot of hate because 
they've chosen to kind of go down like that future motion anti repair route and also i are look at it an as american company they are american company who makes electric motorcycles there's a trend yes and so they've done some crazy silly things like this new bike that you get when you buy it if you buy like the maxed out kit that's available from the shop it's let's say it's twenty thousand. i don't know mm. the exact price yeah i could believe it yeah so around twenty thousand, you bring it home and then you find out after you install their app that you can then spend thousands more through their app to unlock features that you already have on the bike. So get this. You told me this. Yeah. So and like, it blew my mind. The bike comes pre-installed with heated grips, which are physical grips on the bike. Like they're they're that, there. They're, they're there. there. They're but, in the bike. But you can't use them unless you go on the app and you pay $200 to unlock those grips. Unlock them. Via an app. It's like a microtransaction in a video game. What? <laughs> Like, I, we, okay, cool. So yeah, that's happening. So, so that's happening. Uh, um, so maybe, you know, avoid zero bikes for now. And Yami Noob did an interesting take on it too, where he, sh- they, I think they tallied up all the add-ons that were in the app and it was like five plus thousand dollars more on the top of the final price that you already paid. If you were to unlock all the features. Well, clearly there's, you know, there's money to be had. Yeah. People are going to do it. But it's so. funny because like if you just didn't want those features and they just didn't ship with the bike, they could sell the bike for five grand less. Right. If you look at it from that yeah, perspective. Well, <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. So that's, so that's, that's what's thing. going on in the motorcycle world and uh, electric motorcycles specifically. I'm excited for all these electric bikes, even though I haven't had a chance to ride one yet myself. I've seen Zero sat on them at many shows since they were like the biggest name in the electric motorcycle world. But I'm very curious to see this new NIU bike. Yeah. Because the price point under 10K for the specs that they're promising looks quite quite good. Jeez, just to get a test ride on one of those. I mean, I don't have the bank account for something like that, but <laughs> yowzas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we might have to change the title to some bike news plus other stuff. Uh, but let's do a little PEV news while we're in there. Uh, we're, we've been posting kind of bi-weekly and whatnot, and I think we've organized a new season. So we've done a bunch of different things on here. In the first season, we did a lot of talking like this, a lot, just venturing into the topic of PEVs. And then uh, we did some interviews and we did some review or we did a review and stuff like that. So some breakdowns of different... Riding yeah. gear and et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to work into a season two. We might take a little bit of a break after this and uh, come out with some some new stuff that's hopefully just going to be very. Like hopefully a new format in a sense that's like stays more consistent. Yeah. And, and something we think that we've been doing well with. I think you'll all find it very interesting and something you're, you're going to want to watch. So we're doing it for you and you've asked for it. So let's work into a season two. So. Yeehaw. Um, And then working into our last piece of news, now we're already like eight minutes in, um, is the topic of today. Basically, people are getting these EUCs in North America and in Canada now. Uh, And one that you mentioned just before recording is Dan, the the winner of our giveaway for the shoes. Voltaic Wanderlust on Instagram. He got his his wheel. (laughs) So now he has his wheel, an S22 from EVs. They shipped it right away, and uh, he's got it already on the other side of Canada, so. Yeah, pretty awesome. I'm hyped to see these finally. Finally, it's July. We're six. <laughs> you know, we're now. We've been waiting. Yeah, we've been waiting. It's six months through the year now, and we're finally getting these the S22s. We have masters in the Toronto. Masters are here now. Finally, 
Yeah, so things are finally popping off. I can finally ride these wheels so that I know which ones I want to buy and keep as like a permanent wheel instead of just... Exactly, too. And yeah. I'm waiting on two wheels. I know what one's for exactly. And I, I don't know what the other one's for. I'm not 100% sure. And that's maybe something we can answer today for other people and maybe even for myself, too. The other one's an S22. And I don't know if it's going to be great for off-road. It may be a different type of wheel that's, I don't know. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I think that's what we should talk about today and uh, what we're, we're planning to talk about. So. Yeah, so we'll kind of quickly be going through this, but there's just some main attributes that go with a PEV when you're looking to do, say, off-road or street or something a little bit more technical and um, less obstructive like tricks on flatland, uh, which you see that all the time in all sorts of PEVs. Um, so let's start off with the UCs. You down for that? We'll do a little EC drop there and starting, I, I think most things, any off-road wheel can technically go on street. So and vice versa. We'll try to keep that out of the equation. But the most interesting thing that people are always looking for is what wheel can I use off-road? Um, so maybe we just nail a few attributes of an off-road EUC. Yeah, sure. I think this is also something that we're going to get a lot of maybe comments or yeah. people disagreeing with us here bring it because, on yeah bring it on, Come on. i mean we are yeah we're just going to talk let's talk first eucs like you said and then we'll touch on e-skate mm -hmm. as well as mm -hmm. e-scooter and e-bikes of course which for me you know e-bike is <laughs> what i you love on the trails with us it was awesome yeah exactly so but for in terms of eucs i think what i find most interesting about this entire conversation of just you know what like what's the purpose of each device and what what do you want to look for for certain scenarios is because we're somewhat dependent or relying upon the manufacturers to tell us like hey this wheel's for that and the reason i say that is because i just think about when the abrams launched oh and they put it on the side the, of the wheel it still says it today the abrams says off road we'll on the side we'll of get this there wheel. real quick Right? And we'll get there quick. I don't think anyone here is going to say, yo, go get an Abrams for your yeah. off-roading wheel. It's <laughs> literally my next point I'm going to make. <laughs> so I'm not sure exactly what you want me to touch on first, but I know that for EUCing, typically you probably want something with like a knobby tire. Yeah, that's probably so the, the first thing. the rubber itself, the tire itself. The rubber is important for off-roading. You're yeah. on dirt. You want something that's a softer compound. Not it's even that, tread. but something that's going to, yeah, tread that's going to get grab. It, grip it, yeah. Because so many people, they come out on their street wheels and it's all street tires and they just slip and they slide and yes. it's just not as fun. And it does depend on your terrain. Like if you're in a really sandy area or like a more yeah. muddy or more gravel, then that may also impact like the type of tire that you're using. And like you could use a street tire in some off-road scenarios. If yeah, it's, I was going to say, there's some people in the comments right now being like, I can get away with a street tire. I'm like, yeah. yeah, but it's there's better ways there's advantages yeah exactly yeah. and there's definitely de different and better knobby tires or off-road tires exactly. and just do your research and you'll find some good and bad ones out there for sure uh, i think another good thing to talk about which is relevant to the point before was wheel size um and i'm saying there is a goldilocks zone because you can ride something with a 16 like a 16 x we were talking about before it's quite resilient the body doesn't get in the way and whatnot and we'll talk about that too but that 16 inch is good on the the trails and also up to like a 19 inch like the rs19 but above that like if you're to take an abrams which is that big wheel have fun trying to negotiate that and some tricky trails like you're gonna have to be doing some very flowy long trails with not any obstructions exactly as soon as it gets very technical 
and you're trying to do tight turns or you just have like a lot of things that are throwing your wheel around the the tire size is important and like you said the 16 inch wheel they're good like the 16 the king song 16x has really good torque and the v12 nimble the v12 as well right so you get that extra bigger torque. body but yeah yeah um but you can make it over like really technical areas and stuff but your roll over is not as good so like if yeah. you have to go over big rocks or like there's big roots in the terrain that you're riding it's not like a flowy dirt trail mm -hmm. you may also be impacted more because you can have to slow down or kind of jump the wheel a bit more to get over that technical stuff whereas if you have an rs19 or like a 20 inch whatever 1920 which technically those use the same rim size yeah um those wheels are a lot better at just rolling over uh yeah the things in the train like the roots or the rocks um which sure. just makes it a bit easier for you to maintain like a higher speed yeah and another thing you got to think about too and i think maybe the last thing to mention with eucs is the body and the body shape we had a guy come out with a tesla on our on our <laughs> on our off-road ride T3, I think it was right durham T3. durham ride it was yeah and by the end his body was like ripped apart like it was all in kind of pieces and taped together it was just there's not enough of the wheel exposed. Um, and he was also on a street tire. Yeah. Um, but so that this is the design of like how much of the wheel is yeah. is uh, external of the shell is important. Exactly. Like the RS design where most of the wheel is outside. So you can like knock up up rocks and roots and yeah. stuff without hitting the front of the, the exactly. shell. Exactly. Like a Sherman, not ideal because of the roll cage will get in the mm -hmm. way. And you will knock it. Exactly. If you're doing drops as well, like you're going to hit that little side part at the back as your tire compresses mm -hmm. versus if you have no shell there, then it just allows the tire to do yeah. its thing. But I think one thing that we didn't touch on is also... Suspension. Is, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the caveat. is kind of the like suspension. So most of these wheels that we're mentioning don't have suspension. Exactly. Which they are doable to ride in an off-road scenario. Definitely. But suspension definitely makes that better. But we've not yes. ridden suspension wheels or owned one. I uh, haven't ridden much. Yeah, but I've witnessed riders like riding mm -hmm. S18. I still think the S18 is probably one of the best off-roading wheels. So lightweight. It's got a 19-inch or 18-inch tire, same rim size as the RS or whatever, but it's got suspension and it's lightweight. Mm -hmm. And it has the torque and power um, just for off-roading. Like you're not riding at 50 plus kilometers an hour when you're off-roading, mm -hmm. right? You're in that low-end range where you just need some torque and get up to speed and then you roll down the hill and you go back up and and that suspension will give you better traction than like any other option it'll keep there. that on the ground i Your was tired just sticks to the ground I, I think it was yeah yesterday we were on the trails and there's this one part and i was like guys i can't get my wheel to stick i can't get it was just i was like can i be on the ground for more than half a millisecond please yeah and if you run high high pressure too it's even worse i'm pretty sure to protect your rim or something like 38 40 yeah you run a pretty high tire pressure i like it a little bit for off-roading for off-roading yeah i should have brought it down and brought it back up but i'm just lazy and want to be versatile and i'm like that's good yeah i rode here on it um, but yeah. I, I think the suspension will definitely be a good thing. I think the last thing to kind of mention before moving on to anything else with EUCs is just the weight. So all these new wheels, they're great. Wheels exposed. You're not going to hit the body. It's got enough power. The wheel size is just about right. Some of them are getting a little bit big with the wheel size. And also some of them are getting heavy with the batteries, the amount of batteries. That's why you say the S18 is one of the best. It just doesn't have that many batteries. Exactly. So maybe some of these new wheels 
aren't that great for some of this more technical off-road riding, but definitely are great for, you know, some faster off-road or <laughs> watt single track. Yeah, well, I think that's where the suspension comes in. You can keep up in. on those trails. Like, I don't think anyone on else On the master, him. right? Yeah. Yeah. You would definitely want a bigger wheel, but you've also got to negotiate that big wheel too. So you really got to be a good rider like him to make it work. Exactly. But I think the suspension, which we haven't ridden much of, plays like the biggest part into all of that. Because if you have a bigger wheel, it's difficult. But as soon as you add suspension, it makes it a lot easier to manage because the suspension is doing so much more work than you would expect that your legs now don't have to do. Mm -hmm. So for off-roading, personally, I think like suspension first thing tire size weight yeah that's fair kind of that order of like yeah prioritize those things you can go non-suspension heavy you can go monster pro which is like the opposite yeah right heaviest wheel but it won't be a great time you have no suspension yeah less torque etc because it's such a huge wheel exactly so um so i guess moving on to street do you want to do all the off-road stuff first well like e-skate like all the pvs off-road while we're on the topic of off-roading and then we can kind of look at what similarities there are okay let's do it that way for sure go to street at the end um do you want to talk e-skate real quick then yeah let's do it so Um, off-roading for e-skate e-skate i think the one of the biggest things that i've noticed from riding too i owned a direct drive board for a while and then there's belt drive boards and there's helical drive boards there's all sorts of different drives but if you can get one that is outside of the wheel itself which is anything but like a direct drive or a hub okay that's going to be great for off-road because it'll offer you that extra torque all the torque Makes you're sense. getting is from around that axle with a hub and with a direct drive yeah or if you bring that on the outside you can add different yeah you can, systems, add, you can add a different whatever. motor on there that is capable of pulling more oh with, like a bigger motor yeah because you've got to fit a motor around an axle true yes when you're doing direct drive because it literally there's an axle that goes right through right through yeah Mm-hmm. Right, so it's like a hollow bore in a sense, but yeah. it's not as strong because it's pulling literally the wheel directly in place in the truck and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, or they're just not rated for that. They're not made for that. I don't know what the exact scenario is to be honest. Mm-hmm. But right now, if you're looking to go off road on an e skate, you want to get something belt drive, or you see if you can get something that's enclosed. That's always good because you don't want dirt and grime getting in there. But you yep. see trample boards all the time that are pretty well exposed. You, if you're going with belts, get heavy good belts. Like the little street belts, which maybe we'll talk about that's later. That's what I was going to ask because I know belts can snap or they can wear out. But I guess like there's... That's what you're used to seeing with yeah. a lot of boards that we see. But then the big boards that are on belts, how often do you see those break? True. Not very much. So you put much. a nice big belt on there. Unless that's you're going off roading with them and they hit something and it gets, you know, yeah, snaps yeah. it good. But yeah, it takes a lot. That's for sure. But very good belts. Or um, make sure your drive system or gear system, sorry, is um, lubricated and oiled properly. If it's enclosed, make sure it's not dried out. So make sure it's working well in that sense. Um, but your motors, that's that's very important to make sure you have enough power or else you're going to overpower, overheat, and destroy your motors and um and make sure that you know everything's clean and and heavy (laughs) heavy belts um the second thing i would definitely look into is wheel size and wheels you can use those um i wonder crossover uh foamies if you want but you're not clearing much with those you're like your your small gravel no bigger than you know i don't even know how to explain the size of a nickel squared (laughs) Um, yeah, so it's not great for much else. So you want to go for pneumatics, which usually have a, have a tube inside that you pump up, you know, you want to get something, maybe six inches, 
eight inches is also great but yeah again, helps with, with the rollover right yeah. like there's bad terrain that you want to be able to roll over it more easily yeah but to tie back into the last section as well like you can't do the same trails in eastgate that you can do on any yeah seat. i was gonna ask like terrain definitely plays a part of like if you're off-roading what pv you'd consider mm -hmm. and this is most traditionally this is most common sense but moving on from there like that's pretty basic the wheels the the motors um if you do want to do some euc type uh, riding on an e-skate get bindings and it's not like a snowboard binding you'll see like check out what trampa uses on theirs and i think cali's got some binding setups as well maybe okay but uh, trampa's really on like a mountain boarding type yes where then it's they've got like a different style as well of deck. right they have like it in the trucks okay. can have suspension which is basically like the bushings but yes. the truck is just set up so additionally like different Do types of trucks more. will help okay okay um which is something i'll talk about quickly in a second but like the trampa deck itself is formed differently and there's like a case on top a lot of the time and there's not a lot of under casing you see yeah those, right? gives you better clearance and everything yeah so you're not worried about smashing up you can scrape yeah. up the bottom right so it's it's geared towards that off-roading um, and you could do a lot more crazy things. Cool. Um, but in the other sense, suspension, you have it in the trucks, but there's a lot of models out there. Shout out to Baja boards where they are legitimately set out and they have independent suspension above. Yeah, each it goes up. Wheels and they're like I've seen eight that. inch, 12 inch, 10 inch wheels. It's like a spring, right? Spring yeah, style. It's, full, yeah. full coil suspension, yeah. everything like that. It's a bottom enclosure, but it is definitely made well. I met the guy 2019, the CEO of uh, Baja Boards, Alessandro. And the guy is just, he's hes a guy who's thought about, you know, engineered a lot of the Baja Board. And it's incredible. It's, it's great. So that's not so much made for that, again, EUC type trail, which is a little more intense. More technical. So with yeah. e-skate, you're looking for something a little more common. Gravel, little bit of dirt, or little bit of gravel, and just, you know, nice I dirt I think path. that plays nicely into e-scooters as well. So Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. So if we go into like e-scooters. Same things almost directly, except for you have brakes on exactly. e-scooters, which is a big, big yep. difference. Yep. You do get braking with the belts, but it's like big belts. So moving on to e-scooters. Yep. You know, you got to worry about that enclosure on the bottom, scraping the big wheels. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like most e-scooters are more road oriented mm -hmm. uh, and some are good on like gravel or like um, packed dirt trails, you know, like a bicycle trail that's not paved, but it's not technical in any sense. It's just, you know, packed gravel or something. Yeah. And then in, or in order to do any like really technical trails, I feel like you need like whatever the biggest wheel option is with suspension on a scooter because yeah. that will give you that extra clearance and preferably not like one of the biggest or longest and decks. not a really slick yeah. tire sorry yeah exactly yeah. and a bit like of a knobby tire but i feel like it's very similar but you do have disc brakes typically which will help but i feel like just scooters inherently the design of them doesn't lend itself well to very technical riding yeah you'll because you'll get a you have stem a in the face exactly <laughs> you have you have a narrow stem with not much ability to kind of maneuver it and sorry that picture was technical. just great just <laughs> <laughs> let's hope not i mean sorry for the audio i mean it's probably been ruined but geez yeah god that hit my funny bone so i mean you can off-road but you're, you're not going to end up on some very technical trails. yeah it's gonna be more e-skate type stuff yeah yeah and that exact same style uh, you also want to make sure that your stem's really sturdy too, because we have a lot of these guys riding street who have stem issues as well. So I can yeah, imagine if exactly. you're off-roading, want to make sure that's really and that's strong. where suspension helps, but I think it can only do so much. So yeah. you better. 
So I think the last item for PVs and off-roading is e-bikes. Do we miss anything? Yeah, I mean, I just ran my mouth about e-skates. So please run <laughs> your mouth about e-bikes because you were out on the trails with us. Like, I think you, you kind of know what you're talking about because you were just, you're like, yeah, I can slow down for the UCs. I was like, huh. Beep, please. <laughs> I mean, I only said that because I know that the trails we have here in Toronto, and you've seen them, are super technical. They're not made for EUCs, and really. they're not made for EUCs because but we could do them. Can you can, uh, but they have been designed in like in trails where it's on a cliff most of the time, so there's always a bit of off camber. You have very narrow paths with roots and rocks on either side, which it's just inherently leads to pedal heaven. clipping, right? Yeah. Pedal clipping heaven. Whereas a bike can your way you have way more clearance. So you have the big wheels and your pedals are also a foot higher mm-hmm. when you're, you know, either up or level. Um and so you just have way more flexibility. And the trails are designed by mountain bikers for mountain bikes. Yeah. So it's so, inherently what they're best for. Can you first give us some good attributes that you'd be looking for in an off-road e-bike and then tell us kind of the benefits or even just the feeling of having to go uphill on an e-bike after doing just regular mountain biking? Yeah, for sure. So I think with bikes, uh, typically when I'm thinking of a bike, I'm thinking of something that you pedal. Mm-hmm. Not like a dirt bike style, like a Surron or something. Like a bicycle Where there's style no pedaling. Yeah. yeah. So anything with pedal assist that's an e-bike i think is pretty awesome for trails because it's very similar to your traditional mountain bike Mm -hmm. and that also allows you to kind of if you come from any mountain biking background you can easily transition to an Mm e-bike it's a lot harder transition to like dirt bike style if you don't have any experience on a dirt bike with full throttle power it's momentum yes the momentum exactly it's different and balancing the extra weight and so forth so i think with um e-bikes that you want to take off-road the best consideration is look for pedal assist mountain bikes yes it's already it's a long-standing like um i don't know what the word is i mean the research is there right like bikes have been iterated development in that industry has gone so far many many years leech off of it very respectfully exactly because it's literally a norm these companies that have been around for 50 60 years that have been making mountain bikes They've Let's just make them electric. yeah, they've just kind of been able to take their existing knowledge of frame design, uh, the physics behind everything, and and also the weight distribution, which is really important on a bike, and make them electric by putting batteries in the frames and uh, mid-drive pedal assist motors. So basically, the bikes are all the same. You're looking for that big. I mean, they're all big in bike yep. tires, but just whatever's comfortable for you for trail riding if you're already a biker. And then exactly. what is that feeling like when you finally get to a section where you're like, I'm going to die. And you're like, I don't think I'm going to die anymore. Yeah, there's definitely some getting used to and it, it varies by just quickly, system and motor <laughs> as well. Yeah, the um, the uphill just becomes a breeze, right? When you're on a pedal assist, so you no longer have to worry about can I make it up this hill? You still do at some scenarios you saw, you know, I barely made it up some of the hills that are really steep I guess. because you're still pedaling. <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. But it helps a lot. And like you have that extra assist so you can kind of just put it in like the turbo mode and fly up some hills that you probably would never be able to do if you were just on a normal bike. Yeah. It feels um, good. So it helps a lot with that, but there's also the fact of the extra weight and some of that power sometimes might throw you off if you're not used to, um, a bike just kind of accelerating when you just lightly 
apply force to your pedals. Yeah. Um, and this kind of varies by if you're using like a Shimano. So I would say like if you're looking for an e-bike for off-roading, look for something with 27 to 29 inch tires. That's your typical mountain biking tires these days. Uh, and look for uh, a motor that's by one of the big three. Um, don't buy... You could probably get a custom Bafang motor uh, and build something yourself. So if you're going custom, Bafang's fine. But if you're going to buy a pre-built, um, you probably want something by a reliable brand like Bosch, Shimano, or Yamaha. Those are the big three motor go. manufacturers that are making e-bikes for off-roading. So just look for those and anything you buy that's pre-built with those will be good. Mm-hmm. You won't have to worry about it. And then, yeah, if you're going custom route, I mean, it's endless options, so I won't go into yeah. that. But you can do any battery configs and bike frames and motors that you want. So Yeah. And I guess if we want to move on, we'll just quickly touch on e-motorcycles. It's going to be like an e-dirt bike. Yeah. And Surons. off-road would just be like that typical dirt bike style knobby tire doing jumps and stuff like that. And it's very, very Big tied suspension. into dirt bikes. Yep. All right, so the best of the best in dirt bikes can easily apply to your e-motorcycle or your e-dirt bike, a Suron, something like that. Yeah, 100%. For off-roading. And those are probably not so good on like very technical trails. Yeah, they're I've bulkier. seen somebody use Some an of them. e-dirt bike on a, like a motocross track okay. in the race, and they just couldn't hear him coming, but he was flying past everyone. <laughs> just flying. Those things look fun. And they were fun. like, hold on, is that electric? Yeah. And he's like, yes, it is. I need to try one of those on a motocross track. Oh, I like in Durham addicting. or Sk- or something. Like, I'm going there next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's exciting on the off-road side. I guess that's a really good one to end off with and off with a bang. Um, anything else for off-road? No, I think we covered it. You know, depending what PV you're using, think about your terrain. Think about yeah. where you live, what kind of off-roading you want to do. And then take like what we talked about in terms of each PV and kind of prioritize those things, I think, for yeah. your specific situation. And at the end of the day, don't hate the game. Hate the player. Like, if you just can't <laughs> do it, just work harder. Don't hate the device you're on. Just work harder and you could figure it out. A lot of people on, like, EUCs are pioneering the space of off-roading. And, 100%. But people in the bike industry, it's very much carved out for them, right? So we're figuring out what's best for each. Yeah, I'm taking my up. mountain bike, e-bike, with you guys on your EUCs. And I'm constantly blown away by, like, some of the stuff <laughs> that... Some people are doing on the EUC on like these crazy technical trails. Obviously, some people are like, no, I'm not doing that. No chance. But then everyone yeah. else, you, you get building your skill up and eventually it can be done. Yeah, it's and that's, so true. That's blowing my mind. There's a lot of people in Toronto here who are getting better this year. and be- yes. Just you notice them on the street becoming a lot better riders on the street because of all the off-roading. That's one thing we didn't mention, but I do want to just say, and I think other people have said this, but if you want to up your skill on street riding, try some off-roading. 100%. Even just simple off-roading. 100%. Yeah. No matter what PV you're on, figure out like what it feels like to lose a bit of traction. Yeah. You know? You get get really, that feeling for some dirt and some... Oh, you become yeah. such a better rider. It's it helps. Century. It helps. Uh, move on to street. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So talking about street riding, let's go right back to EUCs. And it's like when you ride in EUC off-road, you become a better rider. And then on the street... You're a little more limited, so you got to be more careful because you'll push harder, you'll beat more. So what model are you riding on the street? Um, High-speed wheels all the way. Yeah, I mean, the more, I guess the biggest thing with EUC is the most headroom you could have where you were comfortable yeah. riding. If you're comfortable riding at like 40, 
then get something like a RS high torque that yes, beats out at exactly. 55 because you'll have all sorts of headroom. If you go over 40, it's fine. Yeah. It's only if you ride consistently at like 55 all the time, you may have an issue. Yeah, no, and you're spot on. Like for me, living in Toronto, right? I had all the high torque wheels previously, mm-hmm. MSPs, high torque, uh, and then I've recently just switched the RS high speed. But because you're more experienced now, and there's times where maybe you do yeah, want to pick up on the and open go, road or know, something, with your helmet on, all your gear, you're like, okay, maybe I will go like 60. Exactly. With the high torque, it's like, no, 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 you don't want to. Do exactly. That. Yeah. And in the city, like if you're probably like you said, just staying around that 40, 45 mark, the high torque will get you there quicker, mm-hmm. be a bit more fun, and like you know accelerate braking really quickly uh and you're not going to beep until the 55 so yeah and i think on the street too uh we just want to talk about wheel size the wheel size will determine how well that wheel will uh, how stable it is or how well it will perform in each different scenario on the street mm-hmm. so something like a 16 is great to go down to timmy's you're on the sidewalk you got to like go around people you want to go down a curb you want to get on the bike lane you want to you know nimble right or you want something like a Monster Pro where you're going, you know, 20, 30 kilometers in a straight line on a nice path and you're just going straight. You know what I mean? So the wheel size will definitely determine what you're doing. And that middle ground where you're hitting potholes and stuff like that, you don't want a small wheel. You don't, you maybe want a big-ish wheel, but that's a lot of weight to be thrown around as well. Yep. So I love my RS19 high torque for the potholes and craziness of downtown and whatnot. Yeah, it definitely gets you through. But I feel like as suspension gets better we our minds will change in the oh, future yeah. right now oh, yeah. it's you know it's not really the case because all the suspension wheels tend to either be really heavy or not really like the same speed or torque and everything that you have on the rs so yeah i feel like it's still a little bit of a baby industry or yeah, baby yeah, definitely part is. of the industry that it's being refined yeah. yeah but there's also another thing a lot of people don't have them and they're still quite expensive for the new suspension models yeah for so sure it's new tech a lot of people will have the Straight on the axle. <laughs> Feels good. Uh, yep. Uh, but for street, a knobby tire will take away a lot of your range. But it has protected me from like little shards of glass or riding a little bit wet. So I don't mind riding my knobby on the street all the time. But a street tire will always do you good to maneuver the wheel around. Maneuvering is definitely better on a street tire. It's a little easier to kind of turn. And theoretically, the grip should be like around the same. Um Mm. depending on the rubber i squeal on the street tire where i don't squeal with the knobby but i still hear it go yeah so uh yeah so a good street tire and go on the forums a lot of people have been talking about this there's been a lot of people like oh continental or use a kendo off-road like what do you well i feel like with eucs it's somewhat a preference thing because you're on one wheel and the entire dynamics of that wheel change i find going from a street to a knobby as well with the turning and such mm-hmm. and it also just i know it adds stability having a bit more flat profile right so at high if you're riding like so a high speed on top of like a yeah you're point. not kind of going weaving back and forth and that can be prone to more wobbles if you're not really good at keeping like a perfectly balanced mm. weight distribution rider. yeah for sure <laughs> but there's some guys that just want to be able to like hammer it and like the wheel kind of just locks into like a straight mm-hmm. position. And I think like some knobby wheels are better at that than yeah. the street. Now I do want to mention one thing and that's pedals for off-road spike pedals are great. I know we probably missed it. We didn't talk about pedals. I apologize. I feel like it applies to both, but that's There's just a me. lot. Yeah. But you, what I know that's what I was going to say here is that you can get away with regular grip tape pedals on yeah. the street, mm-hmm. but a lot of people do prefer a spiked pedal. 
Yeah, I'd and prefer that's spiked that's in all. Just kind of a given with off road. I guess we didn't talk about it, but for on street, we're finding that. Well, you know, if you look are... at the trends, I feel like all the new wheels coming out mm-hmm. just ship with spiked pedals now. Before it was kind of like you had a choice and you yeah. would buy different ones. Our buddies here showed up with these nice silver exactly. pedals. Handsome is like, mm, <laughs> you want to trade? <laughs> what are those? What are those? What are those? Um, yeah, so I think I mean it's pretty straightforward. Street riding EUC. Yeah. Look for that size of the tire and then the speed of that you're wanting to go and look for the that's headroom. It, really, and that's like, really what it comes down to. It doesn't matter what the model is and it's like, oh, well, this is my street wheel and it's like, it only goes 50. But that works for you? Yeah. 100%. There's a lot of people who own Nikola's in New York City. And I know there's, what, a version of a Nikola or something that goes 50. Yeah, right? it beeps there at least right yeah. away. Yeah, so I don't know. Somewhere, if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. Yeah. I am quite tired from work today. But that is no <laughs> excuse. Um. So you can get away with it. But if you're looking for the ultimate street wheel, if we're talking about the best, you're going to want the fastest. So like the Monster Pros, the Shermans. Um, exactly. And some of these newer wheels that are a little more untested by people. The Though, master. That's what, we, that's what we see out there. The master will start to see a little bit more. So personally, I think like the master is 100% a street wheel, which is completely like the opposite of what, you know, Chance is doing with his master and there's people there's debate on this um, and there's the all, lots right of now. debate and like the wheel comes with this knobby tire which isn't good on the street it, either it's almost like when the manufacturers of eucs come out with the wheel it's like yeah. the tire will determine what type of wheel it yeah. is it comes with a knobby tire does the abram come with a knobby, knobby tire uh don't know i no, forget I we'd have to look that up it's an off-road wheel if you didn't know it's an off-road wheel it says right on the side <laughs> <laughs> but i think like the master for me it's got less travel in the suspension than the s22 for one Mm. so it's like 80 mil or something it's not as good it's easier to bottom it out it's more of like a flowy suspension that allows you to just kind of absorb quick potholes and bumps and imperfections in the road and it's a super fast wheel Right, it's like why would they you make can it go fast if it was for off road? Yeah, you can go seventy unless, unless and it has room, it still has decent torque. torque. It still has decent torque because yeah. it's using the torque motor, but it got like the crazy high top speed where before it even beeps. And so to me, when I look at that wheel, I'm just like, what do you street? Do? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent street. Put a good street tire on it, and you've got literally the best street wheel that mm-hmm. exists right now. Yeah, in my in my mind, and I'm hoping that the S22 once we see more of them tested out becomes that kind of like off-road king because it has more travel a bit more like i think it's a better suspension but we have to kind of see how the maintenance and like long-term use of it is which also applies to the master it's still brand new but yeah uh, just my thoughts on those two wheels and i think if we're talking street that's what yeah ultimate street wheel right now All right. I'm waiting you, for my monster product. Yeah, exactly. I, have, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I can't say. really form good opinions on wheels unless I try them. Yeah. And for more than a week, then you really kind of know. That's you know, fair. What a wheels like so. I don't know. We'll see. So how about Eastgate? What are you looking for for the road? Let's yeah. Try and, so let's try and thing, cover these other. One thing that you just I always have in the front of my mind with Eastgate on the street is anything above fifty is sketchy. Yeah. Because you it this it doesn't matter how good your board is unless it is a race board which is different which we could talk about in the street section as well. Um, any smaller wheels going to work against you. 
and a bigger wheel is going to be easier to kind of be faster on, right? Okay. Um, but if you're not looking to go fast, which a lot of people don't really look to go fast on an e-skate, a comfortable is like 40 kilometers an hour. Yeah. 30 kilometers an hour. Going 25 is a nice cruise. Going 20 is like a mid slower mm-hmm. cruise. Okay. Right? And then like 15. Which you can do on a little bit. A lot of the e-skates, I feel like that's pretty common speeds. Yeah, even but a lot cheaper of them are e-skates. limited. A lot of them are limited starting to go up over 30. Okay. And then you get some boards that go 40 and some boards yes. that go 50 and some boards that go 60. Um, but the wheels, it's the things on the road. So you want to make sure the roadway is good and whatnot. But the bigger tires will always do you better. They'll always feel bigger better. Bigger urethane? Yeah. Urethane is good. You know, there's all sorts of different tires and wheels out there. Pneumatic tires. Yep. Those um, are still good on the road, too. They're good on the roadway. They'll give you a lot yep. of grip, but they'll take away a lot of your battery range. And, yeah. range. and the bigger tires versus the smaller tires, you'll find a change in your range with those alone. Just those. Just swapping those alone. Yeah. yeah. So street uh, with with the pneumatic rubber tire, though, it's like a floaty experience. It's a lot quieter on your board and everything. It's a lot different of an experience. Okay. And it's really nice. Even if you don't mind, if you got a big battery, perfect. It makes for great street riding and you're not worried about the potholes and stuff. Um, but it's just those higher speeds that can be sketchy on a board that, you know, with an EUC, you're just worried about it, like cutting out yep. where on an e-skate, you're worried. It literally just comes out from underneath. Yeah. You. The wobbles. It's, it's the way you set up your trucks, everything It has to be real stiff. Yep. Right. And at that point, you're just like, it's sketchy it's to be on an e-skate. Yeah. You, know, on yeah. The street. And you have less ability to also slow down and react. I feel like, like, yeah, I don't know how good the braking is, but I feel like at a higher speed, it becomes a lot more difficult to slow down or. To react on an e-skate specifically. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the key features of e-skate when it comes to preference are in the off-road section because they're made for street. Same thing with bikes. Yeah. yeah. Electric longboards or e-skate when it comes to street riding. It's the entire industry of longboards. So, it comes down to your preference. Um, the budget brand type boards feel more like regular longboards. They flex and whatnot, but then there's definitely a different side of e-skate where they don't flex and they're definitely e-skate. That's Carbon. when you start looking at speed. You're looking at the different types of trucks instead of, you know, single kingpin. You'll go into double kingpin for more of a turn, but if you're worried about more speed, you can't crank those down forever. So yep. there's also like stooge boards make some great like race trucks that are literally like reinforced. Like these things will not wobble. Um, which then brings us into like race stuff, right? Which they use like urethane wheels for racing. They're not using pneumatics. Better grip. Yeah. And their setups are crazy. Everything is so reinforced. Like the wheel is literally like screwed on like several times on the yeah, truck. Like, yeah. It's yeah. not coming off. And the enclosures and whatnot are just very well put together and hardened. Um, just for any street skids, asphalt that might tear away at it. It's not really made for like that hard impact like an e-skate off-road you know cool but. i feel like it's once again very similar with e-scooters they're yeah. kind of designed this e-scooter for asphalt for the roads right yeah that's what they're made um, for but they're definitely not like the traditional razor kick scooter exactly so they've made their own style of how they do things and it's yeah you know that nice small continental like it looks like you can't try to push it down if you tried it when it was deflated mm-hmm. um you know those really nice yeah the tires, tires are always on yep. there yep and varying sizes too we've seen the, the with these brand new wee pads that came out the tire literally comes up to like my knee 
This thing is massive. Yeah, they're huge, like the Cyberfold or something. Yeah. Yeah, so we're less experienced on e-scooters, but the varying size and wheels is crazy. And I bet that just plays into the feel of things, right? Yeah, it's similar even with like electric mopeds and stuff. So I feel like for street, for scooters, it's more about like how far you want to go and what sort of comfort you want and how yeah, much exactly. you want and how much you want to spend legit cuz if you because don't... there's such a wide array of options in the e-scooter world that it's like you could go in and be like I only want to spend 500 bucks and you get like an entry level Segway or an NIU or something that's a very good point yeah, e-scooters are very much like when I said EUCs on street, it's really just up to your speed. Yeah. E-scooters is like, what do you want to do and where do you want to go with yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. You could buy a $300 e-scooter that goes to two For your commuting back. or whatever. You don't even know where the battery is. There's one motor in the front. Yep. And it's like, it works But it's perfect. perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like a Razor scooter. Yep. But then there's also the extreme other end of it. Yeah. If you, you like know? want super fast speed and you want to go further, then you get the bigger batteries of the Wii Pids. And mm-hmm. so I feel and like that's look crazy. Yeah. And then the price look too. <laughs> what? They go up to 10 grand and more. right? Yeah. They're so, getting into e-motorcycle prices. Yeah. So, so you have that option. E-bikes and e-motorcycles with the handlebars all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very similar. Yep. And the price points can get up there. Although there are some e-skates as well when you get up there. That can get up to ten grand. Like oh, yeah. we were riding with yeah. one the other day. That was a ten grand board, a Lacroix. Yep, uh, was a Lone Star Super. It's all Sport. like titanium and crazy oh. parts. Oh my yeah. Atlanta! Yeah, if I had the money, <laughs> man, I need a better job. Beautiful board. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's like, yeah, e-scooters, and then we're looking into what street e-bikes. Which I just want to shout out to who is it? Paul in our group, who's got his sir on white walls decked out for the street street tires street tires oh yeah yeah so you can even get into some nice spokes with bikes yeah polish for sure you know <laughs> yeah i feel like for leather seats for bikes for the street you have tons of options as well just like e-scooters i think and it comes down about, to i think it's less about speed with that and more yeah. just about appearance like a motorcycle in a sense yeah and what you want to do like are you trying to get it for fitness or just to commute or um or do you just want like, do you want to pedal or not pedal? Basically, you have those options. Because I was, I mentioned for the off-road section that you want pedal assist. Yeah. And I think that's important for off-roading because of the technicalities the that you have to, just the nature of yeah. the trails and like how you're, how you're handling that bicycle. But when it comes to the street, you don't have to deal with that. So many situations, you don't need to pedal. You just want a throttle. And so you have those different options. You can then go to like rear hub or mid drive or like more powerful motors. Uh, and there's so much, there's unlimited super 73 surons. You just yeah. want throttles, right? You want like a cruiser style. Do you want a sports style? Do you want a dirt bike style? It's literally like you said, appearance, how you want to look. And then you have way more options with the street because you're not like, you're not riding it on some crazy terrain that is going to throw you off if you make a little mistake. So yeah, no, a hundred percent. So yeah, you're not worried about you're you're more worried that the aesthetic looks good, not that it's going to get destroyed. Yeah, and like the comfort. For yeah. me, for me as a motorcyclist, oh, I yeah. would look at comfort. <laughs> you're like, like, I got a better seat for my. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason for that, right? Like the first thing, the first mod I bought for my motorcycle was the comfort seat because I'm yeah. like, I want something that when I sit on it, it's upright, it's comfy, I can ride on it for a long time and not be like, oh, I need to get off this thing. Hundred percent. So, same and with e-bikes too. If you're riding, you'll be riding uh, less at night with the off-road. So lights. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah so whether they're integrated, good, or... good headlight, or if you're a neon rider, 
Get some LEDs on there. <laughs> I love so, those guys. Yeah. We even saw one guy with an e-bike that had a clear casing on it. Yeah. You could see all the batteries. Like, the some pretty cool stuff you could do with that and make a bike look pretty interesting. Well, is there anything else to add for kind of street stuff? We talked a lot about tires. Make sure it's a street tire. Uh, the wheel size not being too small. Big is great for street. That's Definitely. what the big wheels are for. Yep, more speed, easier to roll over. Yeah. No, I, don't, I think that's pretty much it. I think we covered a lot in this episode. Hopefully, we didn't make it too confusing for you all. But I mean, if you stay to we... the end, we could name this Brett Drinks a Gatorade. Not sponsored by Gatorade. What about... <laughs> Hanson also finishes a 7-Up. <laughs> Not sponsored by 7-Up. So, yeah. So, we'll see what happens in Season 2 moving forward. We might have some sponsorships and whatnot. And, of course, just like the first one, we'll be full frontal about everything. And full frontal what? We'll be uh, transparent. Okay, okay. I guess being transparent is better than full frontal. I like full frontal. That came off perfect anyway this is the end of the episode if you're listening till now i hope you're laughing right now <laughs> if you're not like join the party please tell your friends share subscribe if you saw something funny let your friends know we love you all thanks for listening absolutely and we'll see you next time on pv lane peace peace